You're listening to episode 91 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Today, I want to dig into something that has been coming up for me a lot lately. I'm sure you've noticed a theme here, or I hope that you do, that some of the things that I, well, everything that I talk about, I have dealt with myself. I am potentially still working through (laughs) or is something that has even come up fairly recently. And this is one that has come up for me a little bit more recently as I'm working on a couple of big projects that I, I will, I will be talking about more soon. Um, but it's basically kind of what to do when you feel like a fraud as an entrepreneur, because this, this can really come up a huge amount anytime we are starting something new. And doing something a little bit out of our comfort zone, which we talk about a lot on this podcast. And ultimately, it comes down to fear. Fear is really what is holding us back. And that's what's making us feel like a total fraud as an entrepreneur. And making us feel as though we shouldn't take that step to do whatever that thing is that's making us uncomfortable. And this can show up in a multitude of different ways. It can show up as the fear of being judged or being criticized, you know, the whole worrying about internet trolls type of situation. Um, Maybe it's having us walk away from things and more importantly from people that are no longer serving you or your bigger purpose as well. Because there can be a lot of fear associated with that. If, If there are people that we are used to having in our lives, but maybe we've outgrown them and we don't want to admit that, that can be a real problem as well. And if we allow this fear and the sense of being a fraud, this imposter syndrome take over, it can manifest in some ways that you might not expect. Things like anxiety and stress or even depression. You know, procrastination is a huge one of mine. I, whenever I start procrastinating like a mofo, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what is it that I need to dig deeper into because there's a reason why I'm procrastinating more than usual. (laughs) Like self-sabotage, right? Which procrastination can be a form of self-sabotage as well. This resistance is telling you something. It's telling you that you're onto something big and something scary that you need to address. It is not telling you that you're not good enough. It's It's not you telling you that that you aren't good enough. It's the fear and the resistance telling you that because it's keeping you safe and comfortable, but you'll never know what new limits you're capable of. If, if you never allow yourself to stretch and, and try and reach those new levels or potentially to fall flat in your face while trying. And then that gives you the tools that you need to try again. But again, you'll never get there if, if you never let yourself attempt it. And this is the problem. We, we get so comfortable, and I've been so guilty of this so many times. 
and, and it's instinctual, right? Like we'll be trying for something new. We'll be putting together a new course or thinking up some cool new idea that popped into our heads in the middle of the night or something like that, right? We may, we're listening to a podcast episode. This happens to me sometimes. I'll just be walking down the street, listening to a podcast episode and some great new idea will, will come to me and I'll whip out my phone and add it to my notes app before I forget. And then when it comes time to actually implement, I start immediately coming up with all the reasons why it won't work and why I'm not the right person to do that. Why so many other people would be better at that than I would be. And I end up feeling like a total fraud. And we all will feel like that at one point or another. That's normal. It's what we do with that fear that's going to determine our outcome. Something that I recommend here is journaling and journaling the shit out of this. <laughs> so things like, what is my worst fear? Why am I afraid of that happening? Am I 100% certain that my worst case scenario will come true? Like, can you say with 100% certainty that your worst case scenario is going to happen? What is the best case scenario? If you actually removed a lot of those fears, what is the absolute best thing that could happen? And is that worth fighting for? What would happen if you allowed yourself to lean into that? How would you feel if you showed up, if you did your best, if you completed the task? Even if you didn't do it perfectly, even if you still partly fell on your face <laughs> in the process, but you still did something totally different from anything that you had ever done before and it helped you grow, would that be worth it? To me, that would be worth it. And we're all about growing on this podcast. <laughs> so that's one of the really great places to start. But we have to figure out what's holding us back here. And sometimes when we put pen to paper, we have some major, major breakthroughs. Usually I find it, it normally comes in one of two ways. Those breakthroughs are either we see what we write down and it gives a ton of clarity and helps us figure out what the real problem is, or we might realize just how ridiculous and outlandish our fears are once they're actually in print and we read them back over. Like you read over your journal entry and you're like, oh my God, I sound like a crazy person. Like what is wrong with me? Why am I having these fears? There's no reason to feel that way. I need to just get over myself and do the damn thing. So that might be something that comes out of journaling as well. Something else is that we, we sometimes just need to allow ourselves to wallow a little bit. <laughs> sometimes we just need some time to just feel the fear. Feel the fear, but put a time cap on it. So don't let yourself feel that way endlessly because then you'll just stay stuck there because it's more comfortable there than it is to get uncomfortable by doing the work to do the thing. So go ahead and wallow if you want, but set yourself a limit. You know, give yourself 24 hours, maybe a week. Although I really feel like that's too long, but depends on the situation. So <laughs> it depends what else is going on in your life, like all of those things. Be reasonable with yourself but put a time cap on it. Something else I really like too is, is like taking a look at the testimonials that people have given you. If you've already worked with clients, if you don't have testimonials or reviews yet, go out and get some, go out and get some because in the process, 
not only, and, and even if it means, you know, offering your services for free, and I'm not a huge, a huge proponent of that necessarily, but if you're just starting out, helping somebody out at either no cost or low cost might end up giving you far more confidence, even without an actual physical testimonial from somebody, it might just give you the confidence from knowing that you helped someone, that you offered someone all kinds of incredible value and that they really got something out of that. Remember that you're not alone too, because this, this is one of the biggest issues that can continue to make us feel even worse because when we feel like a fraud, and we are experiencing imposter syndrome, we also typically feel very alone in that feeling and very isolated. And then when we hear other people talk about feeling like an imposter, it could be somebody who's doing something that we think that they are fucking amazing at. And we're like, oh my God, they feel like an imposter? Are you kidding me? Doesn't that actually make you feel a little bit better? Because I know it does me. When, when I hear people that I really admire and look up to and, and are doing amazing things that I really want to be doing. And I hear them say that they have felt like an imposter at times or that they do still feel like an imposter sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm normal. <laughs> it's just that realization, right? That you aren't alone, that you aren't alone and you're not as isolated as you think you are. Because this is part of the problem with entrepreneurship. It can feel very isolating, especially when it's something like online business that a lot of people don't understand. Like a lot of sort of the, the outside world doesn't understand online marketing and running a, a digitally based business. It's hard to explain to people. So if you're already feeling isolated in what you do, and then you're also feeling like a fraud, it's pretty hard to even know where to explain to somebody in your life how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, and to expect a lot of really necessarily great advice when they don't necessarily know where you're coming from. So it, it's harder, it's harder to, to get input, right? It's, it's more difficult. I mean, it truly, like the biggest names in the world often still go through phases of feeling this way. The difference is that they work through it rather than allowing it to overtake them and everything that they're doing and every, everyone that they're trying to help. People need you. People need you. They need what you're offering. They need what you're teaching. And helping people is going to give you the confidence to push past some of these fears that you're having. Because think of it this way. Imposter syndrome is all about you. Imposter syndrome isn't about the person or the people that you're trying to provide value to. So rather than focusing on what people will think of you, instead look at simply helping somebody else. And when we make it about somebody else, it pulls the attention away from us and puts it more on how can I offer value? How can I offer more help? That's going to remove all of that, that, that fear out of the equation and instead just make you feel really good about what you're doing. If you're showing up with as much value as you can provide and you're doing your, your best, I promise you, you are going to end up feeling better about that. It's, it's just, it totally 
pulls us out of the little bubble that we can place ourselves in where, you know, woe is me and boohoo, I, I, I'm not good enough for this, all of these things. It's, it's actually selfish. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that, that, you know, I'm being selfish by allowing myself to stay stuck in this. Like, who is it that needs my help, who could really benefit from my help, that I have the expertise for, but I'm just hiding it. I'm not allowing anyone else to see it for my own selfish reasons because I think I'm not good enough. Don't, something else too is, is I do want to clarify that you don't want to bullshit people about things that you actually don't know. So if somebody, for example, asks you for help with something and you truly don't know the answer, don't BS your way through it. Be honest. Say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but either here's a resource that I think might help. Here's, here's a person that I think could be a really great option for you. Or let me go look that up and I'll get back to you. Like people are going to respect you way more for being honest enough to admit that you don't know something than trying to just push your way through it and, and invent, invent things along the way, right? That isn't really going to work. So when you refer somebody to somewhere else or you go to look up an answer for them, something like that, everyone wins and you've learned something new and can feel good about your response without feeling like a fraud. Because if you're just trying to bullshit your way through answers when people are asking you questions that you genuinely don't know the answer to, that's just going to make you feel like more of a fraud, right? That's just going to make the problem even worse. You aren't going to leave that conversation feeling good if you just tried to come up with something randomly on the spot that you think might be the answer, but you're not entirely certain. That's just going to perpetuate the problem over and over again. So be honest. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the people who are potentially coming to you with a question as well. <clears throat> taking action. Taking action is so important. I know I've talked about this before, but I cannot underscore this enough. Action is where confidence is cultivated because when we stay immobile and we let the fear paralyze us, this, this fear just continues to build and build and build and build. Have you ever had a job around the house that you kept putting off? <laughs> you, you just, you put it off for months, potentially even years. And you're like, yeah, I'll get to that one day. I'll get to that. I just, I just had this, uh, not long ago where I was cleaning out a bunch of old paperwork and stuff like that, like just old bills and stuff that piled up for ages. And there was just kind of this one, this one table that I just kept tossing them onto. And it was kind of hidden away from like guests and stuff. It was like tucked away in the basement. I'm like, eh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, I finally did it. And what's hilarious is it literally took me like 20 minutes. <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to do. And I've been putting it off for literally years because I thought it was going to take me so long that it just, oh, I'll do it later. And just this procrastination kept happening, right? Like how many times have you had that where there was some task you just kept putting off and then when you finally did it, it took way less time and effort than you thought it would. The problem here is that we let the fear build and fester by not taking action. But when we just do the thing, it might not be done perfectly, but it's going to give you enough confidence to try the next thing and then the next thing after that. And then those, those small steps of action just keep building on top of each other. 
I don't want you to fake it until you make it per much, so much though, as so much as like practicing until you make it. So it's not fake it until you make it, it's practice until you make it. And go into a new task or something that you aren't super confident about with the entire idea that you're just going to continue to get better as you do it more often. But if you just stay stuck and you never do it at all, you're never going to get better at it. So who's that helping? Then again, like the fear just keeps building. So then the imposter syndrome keeps getting worse and it becomes more and more difficult to come up with the courage to build that confidence, to take that action, to do that next thing. Show up as the person you want to become and slowly you're going to actually become that person. Think about it. How do we start a new habit that actually sticks? We start behaving like the person who would have that habit. So for example, something like, I don't know, getting up early. Not necessarily recommended. (laughs) As per episode 90 on sleep last week with sleep expert Christine Hansen, um, we we got into a whole conversation about whether people should be an early bird or not. And I really, really liked her answer and I think that you will too. Anyway, so if we were trying to build a new habit, something like getting up early, then how would somebody behave if they were a person who got up early? Well, for one thing, they'd probably get to bed earlier as well because we know that skimping on sleep is not a great idea. So if you're going to bed at midnight every night, but you want to get up at 6 a.m., probably not going to work well for you. So you have to start behaving as the person who gets up early, which is going to start with you getting to bed earlier. And then you can start getting up a little bit earlier. And then you can keep shifting that time schedule around until you are potentially someone who goes to bed at 10 and gets up at six after a great eight hours of sleep. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's always that easy, but I just want to underscore this whole idea of if you want to have a new habit, you have to actually take some steps to become the person who has that habit. Like only you can be you. You can't be an imposter because there is only one of you with your unique voice, your unique stories, and your unique experiences. So you aren't an imposter, but you are allowing yourself to think that you're an imposter. You're the one creating that issue for yourself. And fear can rise when we're doing something new, something unfamiliar and anything that will test your limits and challenge you, that is going to come with some fear. And that's when we have to dig deep for the courage to take a little bit of action to move things forward. There is a quote here. I've been finding a lot of quotes lately that I've been wanting to introduce to episodes because I've just been finding some really great ones that have really been resonating with me. And this one uh, says, quote, it takes a lot of courage to release the familiar and seemingly secure to embrace the new, but there is no real security in what is no longer meaningful. There is more security in the adventurous and exciting for in movement, there is life and in change, there is power. That's by Alan Cohen, unquote. I forgot the unquote. It's by Alan Cohen. (laughs) But I thought that that was really powerful because when we stay stuck in the familiar, it feels more secure. And then we don't bother doing anything new. But 
what's familiar is not necessarily secure. We just like to think that it is. So there's actually, what he's saying here is that it, you're actually creating even more security and more confidence when you get a little bit adventurous. You try something different from your usual and you create that movement in your life. And there's a huge amount of power and empowerment in that type of action. So I really hope that this, if, if there's something that you are struggling with and there's, you know, a new idea that you've been sitting on, or there's something that you've been wanting to try and it just feels like everyone is doing it better. Or I've been talking to a lot of women lately about, um, starting their podcast and I keep hearing a lot of, a lot of similar issues. And it's something that, that so many of us struggle with, which is, you know, like, there's already so many amazing podcasts out there. Do I have enough value to offer? Um, you know, are, are women going to want to listen to, or people going to want to listen to what I have to say? I want to make sure that I'm offering a ton of value and, and, and having a lot of impact. Um, I'm, I'm worried that I, I'll come across as an amateur. Of course, all of these questions are going to come up. That's totally natural. That's normal. But that's also your resistance talking. And your resistance is keeping you from taking that next step. And do you want to stay stuck there or do you want to actually go for it? And even if you fall flat on your face, you might grow a shit ton more in that failure than you ever would by staying stagnant. So I really hope that if, if there's something that you have been sitting on, you've been struggling with, that you've been wanting to try and you've had a lot of fear around, I hope that this is going to help you to take that next step because taking those next steps is what is going to help you to feel like a lot less of a fraud. <laughs> and once you get those wins under your belt, you're going to continue to gain confidence to then move on to the next thing and the next and the next after that. This is how empires are built. This is how the life that you've always wanted has been created, can be created for you, but not if you stay exactly where you are. It's going to take some growing. And in order to do that growing, you're going to have to get to the root of that fear, look it in the face and push past it anyway. And that might just happen one tiny little step at a time. It doesn't mean that you're going to do it all at once overnight. That's not really how massive change happens. Massive change doesn't happen overnight. Same with lifestyle changes. We know that, that, you know, you don't change your entire lifestyle overnight. It comes with time and it comes with small habits and small changes shifting. And that's what you're going to have to start doing. If you want to start seeing those shifts, I'm really excited to hear about you hear about what you're getting up to with this one. Um, if there is something that you have been sitting on that you've been waiting to try, but you haven't quite gotten there yet out of fear or feeling like a total imposter, trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I have been there uh, a lot more recently as well as I'm, you know, working on, on these new projects and stuff like that. And it's hard. It's really hard. But then I start to do some of the things that I talked about today, like journaling and like taking that action and, and getting a really clear look at some of the ways that I've helped some women who've reached out to me to let me know uh, something that they shifted in their life or something that changed for them because of my help. 
And it just completely reinforces this whole idea that, you know what, this is bigger than just me. And I, I can't make it about me. And when I stay stuck in this imposter syndrome, it's all about me. It's just selfish. And if we really want to have that big impact on, on other people's lives, we have to start thinking beyond that. So let me know, DM me with a really big dream or project that you're thinking about, something that you've really been sitting on and you haven't gotten to yet because it just feels too intimidating or a little too much. DM me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach and let's start a conversation about this. Um, you can also jump into the, the podcast Facebook group over at Room to Grow Podcast. You can search that on Facebook. It'll come up for you. And let me know. Let me know. And I would love to be able to offer you some, some advice or some help, some assistance, even just you know a kind word of encouragement that is going to help push you along on your path so that you can get started with this next big thing. Because whatever you've got in your plate right now, I know that you're capable of it. It's just a matter of taking the steps to get there and pushing past the fear and resistance is coming up. So super excited to hear how this goes for you. Definitely DM me. I'd love to hear from you and I'll be back on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at room to grow podcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.